Enough with embrace debate. Pointless yelling at each other on ESPN and Fox. Yet very little actual content. It's time for a change. A voice from the fan. For the fan. The most compelling topics in sports. All covered here. This is Corbett's Corner. Okay, welcome in. We've got the uh, Friday edition of Corbett's Corner here. We're talking Super Bowl. And I kind of wanted to start with, it doesn't feel like a damn Super Bowl week. This is usually Radio Row. People are heading to a city. Maybe it's Tampa Bay. Uh, maybe it's because the Chiefs are in it for the second year and they're favored to repeat. It, it just doesn't feel like a Super Bowl week. I mean, I'm going to be jacked up when Sunday comes, but what, what do you guys feel like? It, it's kind of been another – it's cold. We just got some snow here in the Twin Cities, soda. It's been a lackluster week. I'm just waiting for the weekend. Yeah, me as well. Um Busy as you know, sports bets haven't been too great, but um, Super Bowl, one of my favorite weekends of the year. Um, I, it starts tomorrow on my, and it kind of started today. Uh, it took a snow day, right? Yeah, I guess. Ty, how are you hanging in there? You're back in uh, sports are coming back, so you're uh, <laughs> in terms of Minnesota, so you're back in the refing game, but you're excited right. for a nice weekend here with Super Bowl. I am. Yeah, no, I'm super excited for the Super Bowl. Um, had a good fantasy football playoff roster. Where I did an auction where it should come down to get the first place. So it should be a nice payday for me wow, after nice. Sunday. Um, I think, yeah, uh, you were talking about how people, or it doesn't feel like Super Bowl week. And I think people are just coming down from that Pro Bowl, uh, the virtual <laughs> Pro Bowl that they had. And um yeah. I know people were looking for Nickelodeon to have a broadcast here for the Super Bowl, weren't able to strike the deal. But, um, no, I, I think once the Super Bowl does obviously happen, I mean, with Tampa hosting the Super Bowl, I thought that there would be more people obviously uh, jacked about it with Tampa hosting, Tampa being in it. Dude, Radio Row is a ghost town, and part of that is the pandemic, but it's just sad. That's usually what's been, and maybe it's the changing of the times, but that's what used to be bustling. Uh, so how do you guys feel? I, I, I personally am going, and again, I've got uh, you know hedging how I'm somehow so uneducated where I'm going to lose money no matter what, but I like the Chiefs. I think they're going to win by 10. You know, this is the time where you're going to be betting props. You're going to be looking at everything. We're going to be getting uh, betting the Gatorade color. Are, are we going chalk here? Because here's the other thing is we've seen, and, and this is where I am skeptical. I remember when I first uh, thought about sports betting, I think it was when we were all in college, Bradley, and uh, Floyd Mayweather put like so much goddamn money on the Broncos when they just got blown the fuck out. So when you, whenever you hear like, mattress mac unloading on the bucks i saw another bet couple mil on the bucks what are you guys thinking i i'm thinking the chiefs offense i think i, I think it's going to be a shootout it's going to be a fun super bowl but i think the chiefs offense is too great we'll start with ty um i i personally think tom brady obviously playing some of the best football of his career um but i think the extra week um, not having the Pro Bowl just like normal, um, the, where the guys for the Super Bowl don't go there. Um, but I think this helps Mahomes. I think Mahomes was able to um, get a little bit more coverage. He wasn't as mobile in the AFC Championship game. And it's just so tough to bet against, one, the GOAT, Tom Brady, but it's yeah. also tough to bet against the Chiefs. So 
but I honestly think the Chiefs are going to edge this one out. Um, I I think it's going to be anywhere in the seven to thirteen point range. So I might even look for one of those extra uh, juice for the uh, picking the point spread there right. for the landing. But I'm actually really intrigued here uh, to see what uh, Connor's analysis is on the game. Yeah, without further ado, I'll tell you what. The Chiefs' offensive line's a little banged up right now. We're going to have to see how they look on Sunday. Maybe the warm-up routine, see if the guys are getting some good stretches in out there. I don't know. We'll see. But I, I, I don't know. I like the Bucks. I think Tom Brady's going to find a way to get her done. I mean, he's not playing the Giants, so we'll see. Heavy play. I, I, I actually love that analysis because I think that is the key where same thing against Rodgers. You saw him getting pressured early. If Mahomes is getting pressured, he's still maybe seeing stars from his injury, his concussion, though he's rushed through protocol. Bucks have a great defense. That's interesting, too. Um, So this number's at three. That's a key number for the Super Bowl. Again, I might be uh, looking towards Ty's way where I might be playing uh, something with a little better odds. Uh, Matt, how are you viewing the Super Bowl, which, again, is creeping up on us in a couple of days here? All right. You things I do like what Fred said oh, so it's good um Fred said about the pressure is people forget Mahomes did not play that well last year in the Super Bowl he did not really look that good for the first half maybe three quarters before he finally turned it on pressure can mess with anybody Tom Brady Aaron Rodgers Patrick Mahomes I'm not saying Mahomes is going to be bad by any means but you saw what Tampa Bay did to Green Bay they got pressure it uh, threw off the rhythm and they, uh, they were able to get stops. If they force a few turnovers, which is definitely possible, I like them there as well. The number's actually at three and a half on one of my books right now. It's minus yeah. three and a half, minus 125, or plus 105, the points Tampa Bay. So I have that big futures ticket. I'm considering my options yeah. how I want to hedge. So I could basically like middle out by just taking KC money line. Hold on, explain that. So you've got your Tampa Bay, what is it, 25 to 1 win the Super yeah, Bowl? Yeah, it's uh if Tampa Bay wins, I have a 25 to 1 ticket to win 625. So I could bet KC money line to win 250 and it would be about the same. Yeah. But I'm considering taking Kansas City money line and Tampa Bay plus three and a half. <laughs> because there's I'll, I'll, I'm writing out all the options, so I'll have. Hey, it's the Super Bowl, man. You can do whatever you want. I know. I'm going to be. I'm definitely going to be taking Tyreek Hill and uh, Travis Kelsey props. I had them in every single Fanduel we did in the playoffs. They continue to go over all their receptions, their yards. They're going to score. Um, yeah, it should be a fun game. I, I really do. The reason I said I might take that one with Tampa, I really think they could win. I don't know. Um, crazier things have happened. It's hard to repeat in. Uh, so yeah, hard to repeat. Plenty capable. capable. And Brady's been proving it, you know, throughout the playoffs. This would be an unprecedented run that he'd be having on <laughs> road games. Again, we don't have the fans, but uh, so we were just talking Mahomes. He was basically a Jimmy Garoppolo throw, you know, in the last Super Bowl from losing. Uh, he wins MVP. They win the Super Bowl. Our resident Chiefs fan, Matt Doss, back with us here. We were just talking about how this week is kind of laid low you know uh, uh, radio rose dead 
Uh, people were doing virtual interviews. So the quotes that everyone hates anyway, we're not even searching out because it's over Zoom with bad audio quality. It's just kind of a weird, and the Chiefs have an opportunity to repeat. It's like, okay, you know, they're back in it. How are you as a Chiefs fan kind of viewing this week in the buildup to Sunday? It's uh, definitely weird. It in no way feels like it did last, like, it did last year at all. I don't know, you know, like you said, if it's because the lack of everything happening during the week, because that's usually an awesome week, right? You get, you know, quotes from everyone. You get like PMT guys trying to like break into the damn media days. You get, you know, (laughs) right. It's, you know, it's weird. You get all of that, but it feels weird this year. And I think you're right. I think it is a little bit the fact that we were here last year. So, the nice thing I think, though, that I can see is that these guys are not, you know, they're not really like riding high, like coasting on the fact that, yeah, we already did this last year. They seem pretty damn determined to go do it again. Yeah. Um, if you kind of look at what was said earlier in the week, I'm sure it was a point made last week. Hey, whatever you say, don't say anything that, you know, you know, it's like, don't give them anything to work with. Like Tampa Bay, on the other hand, maybe have said, have said a few things I know are um, back up left uh, tackle took exception to something that uh, 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 Jason Pierre Paul said. Yeah. But I think that was just one thing. And it's like, Hey, you know, don't go say anything wild. Just, you know, put the work in this week and do your thing. So, uh, you like the Chiefs to repeat? Maybe you're biased. Maybe you're not. You like them? I think, yeah, I am. I, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't worried, though. I mean, how would you not be worried if you're going up against a guy who's went to 10, yeah. 10 Super Bowls and won six of them? Like, you know, I feel like we have everything there. Um, and if you look at what Tampa Bay's had to run through in their first, like, uh, two games, that first – the first uh, – so the first game against Washington was pretty ugly. Yeah, against Heineke, right? Right, like – they won, but it was pretty ugly. The The Saints game was also pretty ugly. Like, I mean, in the damn first half, Jameis had just about as many yards as him and wins or as uh, him and um, uh, what's his name? Fucking like put together in the first half. And then last week, he, or I guess now two weeks ago, he threw three interceptions. Yeah, he didn't play well against the Packers. Defense won in the game, so I'm just – I mean, I don't know if it's not there right now or what, but if our secondary comes and kind of does what they have the whole year, I like our odds. And, and one, one other thing that I like is actually, like, Tampa Bay's secondary loves to, like – Over-pursue. Yes. Jump mm-hmm. routes, over-pursue everything. And against a lot of guys, that'll work. But against Mahomes, 
I'm not sure that that'll work. Mm-hmm. And no, if, I mean, man, if you jump a route and you get, you know, you get roasted by like, he's going to make the throw. Anybody, it's, I mean, that's. So I, I've got the Chiefs by 10. I like it in a shootout. Uh, I like the cover. Uh, again, it was kind of like last year. I was on the Chiefs when they were favored against the 49ers. It was a late cover. It looked like the 49ers could have won, but Garoppolo misses that throw. Uh, just quickly around the Zoom, we'll go Ty. Uh, who do you like your pick? I got Chiefs. Chiefs. Matt, you're going Chiefs. Matt yep. cruising. Oh, no. I got to figure it out. I'm going to think about it. <laughs> All right, Eddie Quartz, what do we got We're going Bucks, baby. You're going Bucks. All right, I like it. Going against the grain. All right, I want to wrap up with some baseball because I think the offseason has picked up a little bit here uh, quietly as we're wrapping up the football season. Uh, let's start with Ty Dalton here, our resident Twins fan. Twins are my, you know, I'm excited. Baseball here. I'm here. I'm here. Sorry. There you go. My mic's back. Uh, I've been to Target Field before. I'm trying to go again this summer. I think they've quietly made some moves recently. How about Andrelton Simmons? Uh, yep. Did they overpay for him? Maybe they get Jay Happ, but they're putting pieces here. Uh, a team that's going to be consistently good, and they're putting maybe a little bit more postseason, you know, sauce there. I guess Jay Happ's not exactly that savvy, but veteran guys on this roster to add to Donaldson last year, the splash. How are you viewing the Twins going into? Uh, this year, obviously, without Lindor occupying the Central, too, with you. Yeah, no, I, I think the Twins definitely um, are in a position to make the playoffs again um, in this uh, upcoming year here. Uh, biggest thing was definitely um, locking up Boomstick, Nelson Cruz, for you guys who don't yeah, know who Boomstick right. is. But uh, that that was massive. Um, it um, he, he is 42 years old or something, and he is just – playing some of the best baseball he's ever played. It doesn't look like he's slowing down anytime soon. So that was nice. Uh, Rosario is going to be tough to see him to go to Cleveland. Yeah. Uh, his best career numbers are actually against Cleveland. So I'm hoping those don't flip when obviously he's putting on the Indians Jersey. Um, but yeah, no, like you said, they're bringing in some veteran guys like J.A. Hamp. Um, they just signed, I'm trying to remember the guy who they signed yesterday. Um, I believe it was another pitcher, but I don't uh, know. Uh, he was with the White Sox last year. Alex Colomay. Oh, Colomay. Yeah. So showing up the bullpen. Yeah. I think it's a real and, condition. Exactly, yeah. And some – I mean, the bullpen definitely was not good last year yes, for the Twins. What? No, not in the stretch. I mean, yeah, they ended up towards not the end. Not when it mattered. Exactly. So hopefully – they don't let games slide away from them because it's going to be a little longer season than the COVID season, knock on wood. So you got to be able to get those uh, tight games and get them in the win column. So I like where the twins are going and hopefully uh, they can make another postseason appearance. And I mean, Minneapolis is really, really hurting for a championship. Let's see a world series <laughs> oh 2021 God. this year. Uh, no kidding. I would love Won't be the wild. Uh, <laughs> come on, bro. Wild are good. All right, so the biggest splash resided on Eddie Quartz's forehead. The St. Louis Cardinals, Arenado this weekend. Eddie, how jacked were you? I mean, we have a corner infield now of Goldschmidt and Arenado. That is absolutely dangerous. I was just doing a little stats research before. How about Nolan Arenado? First third baseman in MLB history with five straight seasons of 30 homers and 100 RBIs. Is that good? 
pretty solid. That's good. Uh, he's also the only infielder in MLB history to win eight consecutive gold gloves to start his career. So definitely not going to have a liability on the hot corner. No. Not uh, like Matt Carpenter. Honestly, I don't know what they do with Matt Carpenter now because I don't want him at second base. He can't field. I'd rather have my guy, Tommy Edmond, there. He'll be off the bench. Yeah, exactly. He'd be a good bat because we don't have the right. DH this year. They're not doing the DH this year. So, I mean, I guess he'll be a good pinch hitter. You, know. you got a lefty bat off the bench, but yeah, I mean, just just watching, just watching the, watching the Aaron, watching the Arenado videos, and then I like loop in my head. I'm like, <laughs> Carpenter lobbing one across the diamond. I'm like, holy shit, this is gonna be amazing. Yeah, just I love the day. one. I love that just, they absolutely fleece the Rockies too. Oh, just a, my God. Oh my also, God. So I think baseball, uh, a lot of owners are losing money. Baseball's, uh, you know, we love it, uh, but it's a dying sport. You know, it's average viewers, like almost the age of Randy Corbett, my father. Um, but we love it. It's America's pastime. Um, the Colorado Rockies, this has been happening, and it's kind of the grift of baseball where you have the Miami Marlins grow these prospects. They had an all-MVP outfield of Ozuna, Stanton, Yelich. They trade them away because they their biggest moneymaker is revenue sharing. And now you've got a year where revenue sharing basically is off the table because, yes, albeit the craziest thing ever, uh, COVID, you know, an unprecedented pandemic that shakes the world. So teams like the Rockies, and I thought the Cardinals weren't going to spend, uh, you know, Matt Doss, you can attest to this too. I was worried. And then all of a sudden this past week, they're like, fuck it. Wayno, well, seven mil Molina. We're getting Arenado. So they're, they actually didn't lie. And I, you know, I have been very hard on them. I've been very hard on them for a, Same. Like, I'm with you. like two or three years now. But I think this whole off, like at least this last year, the reason they didn't really make any moves early on is because this was in their sights. This was what they knew that they wanted to do. And I've got to give them, you know, like, hey, all right, you guys, actually, you guys actually knew what you were doing. All right. But the thing is, like, if you look at it, they said they didn't want to – up like payroll much they didn't no the Rockies exactly. are paying his salary this year and giving us 15 million dollars which means we can sign you know we can sign Wayno back we can sign Yachty back which looks like it's probably going to happen yeah and it I saw today it looks like we're going to add another guy to the like to the like yeah Oda uh, Rizzi perhaps I saw the rotation that is that's who I'd like to see. I feel like that's always been kind of inevitable because he is um, from just over the river. Okay. And I feel like we've been hearing about him for a while. So I feel like that's probably going to happen. But I saw um, he was mixed in the names. James Paxton. Yeah. Yep. But I, I mean, I think. Odor Izzy would be a good signing. I really, I, I think we need one more veteran guy to shore up everything. Sure. Without Hudson, because you, you I mean, because you know, you got, um, you got like young guys, and you've got the eighty-year-old, like you got the eighty-year-old Wayno. You don't. There's really a know big discrepancy. It, so, and a lot is resting on Kim. Yeah, I was. I would say that the Cardinals, the 
as much as we're adding and now that lineup finally looks great. It reminds me of when we had holiday there in his prime, uh, you know, from the Rockies, but uh, now we got Flaherty. We got hopefully another great Wayno like he had last year, Kim again, um, Carlos Martinez. We're hoping and praying God, we've hated that guy. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay. Matt Cruz in Cubs depleting everything. You know, it's what happens to a lot of franchises after they win. And of course they break the curse. So it, it's been your last half of the decade, right? In this rivalry, the Cubs Cardinals, we had the first half 11 and 11. You broke the curse in 16. Um, who, who just recently left Quintana just uh, signed somewhere else. It's been like watching everybody uh, just depart. Lester's gone and Schwarber, et cetera. But you got Jock Peterson all as well, right? Yeah, no, you said it. Tons of turnover. Um, Tyler Chatwood, Jose Quintana, John Lester, you Darvish. That's four fifths of the rotation. Um, Schwarber, they did not tender. Yes, they effectively replaced instead of paying Schwarber the ten million, they paid Jock Peterson and Trevor Williams. I think Trevor Williams is a worthless piece of shit. Um, but that's how they view it as like a guy who's going to get innings for you as a number five starter. Jonathan Holder, um, another key guy. Like they, I'm, I'm just disappointed how they handled Lester. They couldn't even scratch out two million. The guy basically said he'd stay for free because he just wanted to stay there. I, the best free agents in their sign their history. Um, just bad ending, but you know, uh, yeah, they're going to enter full rebuild. The window closed very quickly it goes faster than you think uh i wish i was like more of a i mean you guys you cardinals cardinals don't rebuild you're always competitive you guys don't necessarily you go through phases where you're in that like kind of mediocre like and you get really yeah. frustrated like you have the last few not necessarily the last couple but leading up to that um the cardinals are i would probably rather be like that but that's just not how the cubs are they continue to operate like a small market team sometimes even though they're not it's pretty sad um they should always be competitive but yeah it, it could be bad we'll see uh keep an eye on what they do with short uh Contreras and Bryant and Baez and Rizzo they're all one or two years left under contract and they're all gonna get traded I got I got to talk about the twins a little bit um sure. Ty, they were fourth in team ERA last year you gotta remember they only scored two runs in the playoffs against the Astros in two games that's true pitching was fine um it really was pretty good all year because um but you gotta expect Kenta Maeda will regress a little bit maybe Barrios will be a little better um Odorizzi will be a big loss you gotta replace that I know he wasn't that effective last year but um I'm not a big uh J.A. Happ fan um yeah I don't like that they let Eddie Rosario go for no, they basically did the same thing the Cubs did with Schwarber, just let him go. Like who would have thought that would have happened more than a year ago? But look what the fucking pandemic did to everybody. Everyone's pensions yeah. go. Um, but I really like the Andrelton Simmons signing. I don't know if you mentioned that time, but that gets Polanco, who's a below average defender off a of shortstop. Need a good defensive shortstop. Um, gets him to second base. Good re-signing with Cruz. I don't know what he's doing, but, I mean, fuck, he's Tom Brady's age. Just HGH. performing at an absolutely elite level. Yeah, I mean, likely. He's been caught multiple times, so yeah. it is what it is. But, um, yeah, they should uh, – the, the White Sox have crowned themselves AL Central champs before the season started. So, uh, I think all three teams will still be competitive. I don't know about the Royals or Tigers, but I think – Hey, hey. <laughs> yeah, that's the <laughs> – It is what it is. So I want to talk about some odds, and I'll throw this to you, Matt Doss. 
the Padres, obviously, they poached Darvish, right? They're going yeah. all in. Um, they're third right now. You got the Dodgers, Yankees, you know, they're always going to be up there. The Mets, is this because they might get Bauer? So I've seen them at the fourth. And then how shocking is this? The Cardinals are 11th behind the Cincinnati Reds at the 10th. Uh, like we're getting disrespected still. Yeah. So I think, so, you know, like along those lines, Padres third, we've seen this That's before. I, I, I don't, I don't think you can value them that high until you actually see it work. And, you know, it actually worked last year. They didn't get all of the way there, but we've seen them go all in before and it hasn't worked. So, yeah. but then the red, yeah. So I, I had not realized that, that the Reds were still valued above the Cardinals. That's insane because the Reds, what they did last year, I really liked. I really liked how they added a lot of guys, and then they just essentially said, okay, that was a nice year. That was yeah. a nice 60 games. <laughs> and they literally gave it up. Like, So, I, I mean, I don't know how you can – favor them over us now i mean i guess you know the rotation's a little odd because of no hudson but still i just i don't that at us us at 11 is a lot of value the mets right and san diego in the top five maybe not as much value perfectly put i think the cardinals are still being undervalued i haven't seen division lines on my book um, but I would like the central's got to be, uh, in, it's interesting to see, like I would totally handle the Cardinals at the central. The central's going to be very, very bad. Yeah. It's always just a mush. Um, speaking of the central, uh, quickly, Matt, what do you make of Colton Wong? Is it official that he's going to Milwaukee? Yes. I believe so. Um, Cubs were supposedly talking to him. So, um, I guess they've apparently got fucking clearance to spend a little bit of money that it would have been. He's not a difference maker for the Cubs. No. So, yeah, I don't really know what Milwaukee's doing. Who Have they lost anybody in free agency? They haven't made any trades, really. So they should be pretty freaking average again, but nothing yeah. spectacular. Yeah, we, yeah, depending on what Yelich does. Uh, Matt Doss, that was um, – Colton Long was probably the last remnants we had of kind of, you know, a prospect that we thought was going yeah. to be this great. And he's he – has. He, I don't think he's lived up to the hype that he had, but the gold gloves racked up. Yeah, no, I mean, I think you're right. I think very under the radar the last two, two and a half years, the offense got pretty damn good. Um, so, I mean, it it's a loss, but at the same time, you can pay him $18 million or you can pay, like, you know, like, um, you can pay, like, nothing to um, – What's his name? Um, yeah, I mean, you had Edmund. It made no sense Edmund. to no. give a, give Wong anything. You just had to move on. But he, we did. This give is him the that one contract. thing that I am a little bit worried about is that he's always like he's always seemed like a guy who just lives off of like revenge or like, hey, you, you know, it's like. I just think that when he goes yeah, to Milwaukee, he wanted to stay he, in the central. When when he comes back to St. Louis, I think he's gonna kill us because I think he is just the uh, you guys didn't want me, so I'm gonna fucking kill you, right? Type um, of guy. Eddie Quartz resides in Milwaukee. We'll have to see some. Uh, you ought to go chirp him for us. 
I'll have to uh, let you know, Colton Wong. I just want to know with when the roof is closed at the new uh, American Family Insurance Ballpark. <laughs> I drove by the stadium the other day. The sign is looking beautiful. We miss Miller. Uh, though. I just want to know: Is Colton Wong going to be able to wear those shades inside, like when the roof is closed? I mean, he's patented for those filthy shades on a nice sunny day at Bush Stadium. It's a fair question. I have one last question to wrap us up here. I literally wrote this down because we've got our resident T-Wolves, former employee and fan. Ty, I I might go live with this take. I think the T-Wolves are the worst franchise in sports right now. They are a joke. They are a joke. I I totally agree with you, and I don't see them getting any better until Glenn Taylor is – sells a team and God. I think as long as Glenn Taylor's there, Ryan Saunders is going to be there just because of the ties with flip. So I think it's just going to continue getting worse. And there was talks of Glenn Taylor finally selling the team and that's KG, right? K- no, KG. And that, yeah. He always said he was going to sell it or he always said he had a deal with KG lined up and then he snaked him. KG got mad. Sell the fucking team, Glenn. Uh, fire Ryan Saunders, get rid of nepotism in this town. Ryan Saunders, Flip Saunders connection. Mike Zimmer's got a kid who's the defensive coordinator. He fucking blows. Kubiak and his son. Stop normalizing that shit. Fire them all. Keep people responsible. It's ridiculous. I love it. All right. Have a good Super Bowl. Uh, We'll talk to you again on Monday. We'll see if it's the Chiefs or fucking, you know, Tom Brady. Speaking of HGH. Uh, lifting up the Lombardi here. Yes, go Chiefs. Uh, Matt Doss is pumped up. Thanks for your guys' time. Eddie Quartz, Matt Cruz, and Matt Doss. Ty Dawson, I'm Dylan Corbett. Corbett's Corner on a Friday. Enjoy the Super Bowl.